Blog Talk Radio. Once again, 347 838 
press the number one on your keypad if you want to comment or uh, give an opinion on anything we're talking about, and we'll bring you in and we'll have that discussion, okay? Another way is you can always uh, email me at ericletslatstalk at gmail.com. Our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk, okay? So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And by chance, if you have other ways of communicating with me throughout the show, after the show, before the show, and you can do that as well. I I will answer, respond, you know, get back with you however you want to take it, okay? So with all that being said, <laughs> that's what we have for you today. All right, so, um, you know, I don't know if I want to get started yet. Wait a minute, hold on. Yeah. So anyway, you know, there's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, when I when I do these shows, plan these shows, sometimes, you know, I have uh, I have one idea going on. And then by the time I get to showtime, something else pops in my head or, or is given to me. And I just have to roll with it, you know, because sometimes you just got to roll with some things. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. If we get to everything, that's good. If not, well, we may roll it over to the next show. Or we just come back to it at a later date. But with that all being said, we 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 got a lot going on right now, man. I tell you, we have a lot going on. You know, it's always about um, it's always about hate, shooting, killings, and you know, it's interesting that the focus, the main focus, seems to be on immigration and immigrants and. Uh, those across the water and things of that nature, but it seems like we have an issue right here in this old in this country right here, and it seems like nobody wants to really talk about it. You know what I mean? Nobody really wants to discuss what's really going on around here. So we are gonna see if we can't get a little bit going on because there's some craziness happening right now, and it seems to be floating right on through. You know, like on in, in water. You know how you find a, a leaf or something floating and it just floats on by and nobody does anything. So we're going to try and talk about that a little bit. Um, PepsiCo is doing a Monsanto, and this time they're doing it overseas in India. Yeah, about some potatoes, you know, that's used to make um, Lay's potato chips. You know, they're forcing um, the farmers over there to use their seeds, or they're going to sue them. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because we know Monsanto has been doing this that for years. I mean, years. And um, it seems like the other big companies are beginning to do the same thing. And it's amazing because it kind of handcuffs the farmers as to what type of seeds they can use and what they can actually grow. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about as well. Uh, let's see, what else we got planned for you today? There's a teacher, there's a teacher, middle school teacher, that sent a letter home to the students and telling them basically, hey, y'all need to do better. You know, report cards coming out, and for y'all that do not, did not perform, you know, during this the grading period or what have you, uh, don't get mad at me. Don't come ask me for any dang on extra credit because I'm not giving it to you. And when you look at your report cards, maybe the next, you know, semester you, you'll think about that. Well, some of the parents are upset about that. So we're going to talk about that, too. Our, our teachers, our schools, period, um, going beyond their their bounds, I guess, is the question uh, with some of these things that's going on. Because remember last week we talked about the principal in Houston that, that set up a, um, 
a, a dress code for parents. <laughs> so now we have this teacher uh, sending letters home, you know, so it, it, it's interesting. We're going to talk a little bit about that also. Um, the Mueller report, you know, because there's a lately there's been that discussion about the Mueller report, and everybody has had their own take on what exactly the Mueller report said and what it didn't say and what does it mean toward impeachment and things of that nature. So we're going to um, explain a little bit that to you as well, and then we're going to bring you uh, five facts from the Mueller report, actual facts, well, myths, I guess you can say, or facts, depending on how you're looking at it, as to what the Mueller report actually said and why the House Democrats are having a hard time thinking about uh, whether they should or shouldn't try and impeach President Trump. So those are some of the things we're going to be talking about today, and um, I look forward to a very very lively, lively conversation. But of course, you know, if not, we can handle that. All right, P won't be here today. She got an appointment. She has some things she need to take care of. So y'all just got me, Mr. Talk, riding with you today. And I sincerely hope you're ready to get it on. All right. So with all that being said, it's time for some music, man. And as I said earlier in the show, hey, we have a little new for you. And then we have a little old for you. Yeah, little new, little old. I think sometimes you need to mix it up a little bit. And um, y'all know me, I love my old school because <laughs> that's what I grew up on. Um, and this new stuff is kind of crazy. But I found a little cut right here. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. It's short, but it's it's nice as any, anyway. So without further ado, let's get it on with the music. Here's your songs. Songs of the day. Enjoy them, man. I'll tell you, they're nice.
love and happiness Yeah Something that can make you do wrong Make you do right Yeah Love
Those are all the ways you can participate. He won't be here today, so y'all just got me, Mr. Talk, in the house, and uh, we're going to be riding hard today. As I mentioned before, today is going to be a little informative, little discussion, little fun, little music. Okay, we had the music already, but we're going to have us a good time regardless because we always do. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's always good. It's always good uh, to be here on the air with you, and um, I do appreciate it. I, I really do appreciate you. Uh, hanging out with me today. So, with all that being said, man, let's um, let's let's talk about some things. The title of today's show is "Where Are We?" And you know, where are we? Where are we? Where are we as a culture, as a group of people? You know, where are we? You know, over the weekend there was another shooting of a Jewish mosque, and uh, <laughs> you know, then there was another shooting. Uh, one of the kids that just got drafted. And, you know, he didn't even get to celebrate hard before he was shot and killed somewhere in Seattle, I think it was. You know, what, what is really going on? Do we really value life at all anymore? Do we really? You know, that that is something that is really, really, uh, really scary because I don't think we really do anymore. Uh, I, I, the more you try and put, a, put your finger on why this is happening, uh, where it's happening, and, and you just can't. You can't. Now, some people say, well, you know, it's, it's, it's because we got too many guns on the street. And, well, you know, I, my theory on that is you can have all the guns you want to, but if nobody's picking them up and using them, they're not doing anything, right? So that takes you to the other train of thought is, well, how do you keep people from killing each other? You know, because people are the ones who pull the triggers. People are the ones who form these 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 thoughts in their head to where one group is better than the other, and we have to get rid of them, get rid of this certain group, so we have uh, more purity. Uh, we 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 we'll be the superior race. Well, it's flawed in that as well. There's a flawed thought process in that as well because we do know that nobody is perfect. There's no one ethnicity. And I like to use the word ethnicity. I, I really do because race is, is a competition, okay? Race is a competition. If you look it up in the dictionary, that's what it says. You know, basically, race is a competition. Uh, so I like to use the word ethnicity. <laughs> and that's just my, my little quirk. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. Um, so, you know, there's no one ethnicity that is better than the other. Of course, over the years, we know there have been those that have decided that, yes, they are, and they will always be, and we must maintain this superiority. Well, yeah, you know, it's about time for all that nonsense to end. You know, it, it really is. Because you can't continue, we can't continue to go on like this. We really can't. Now, you have some, some, um, um, uh, Bible people that would say, well, you know, this has been foretold in the Bible, so forth and so on. Maybe so. And they say, well, you know, there's really nothing you can do to stop it. Uh, well, can we slow it down just a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, can you slow it down? I mean, let, let's look at this thing. Logical. You have, it has gotten to the point now to where you can't go and worship Worship, no matter what your religion is, you can't worship safely anymore without worrying about someone coming in and deciding they want to shoot up the place. 
Now, I, I'm one that, that usually says, well, you know, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Now, that's usually is what I, I would say. Uh, but you know, when you start looking at it, you really, you really get to thinking like, really? Why? Is that really the case? Is this something that's predetermined that as a culture, as a society, that we are not going through this? Yes, I know it has happened before, and it has been done over the centuries and so forth and so on, but does that make it right? Does that make it something that we just have to sit back and accept? I say not. I really do. I say no. No, we shouldn't. We should not have to sit back and accept any of this nonsense because it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, we also know that you have those out there that will say, well, you know, since 45 been in office, things have escalated. And honestly, numbers do back that up to a certain extent, to a certain extent, okay? However, we do know that there has been a lot of uh, killings and things going on before 45 took office as well. So how, how, would you, how do you justify that part of it as well? I mean, can you actually really justify that? No, you can't. Because killing is killing. You know, like the discussion we had on abortion. You know, this not the, uh, uh, you know the baby coming out and then you're still able to. No, that is murder. That's still killing. You know, why have this society become so barbaric all of a sudden? And maybe it's just not all of a sudden. Maybe it's, it's more that it is more noticeable now that we have uh, such advanced technology with social media and so forth and so on. And, of course, we know the news media is sensation-driven. So anytime something like that happens, you know, it's spread all over the news network and over the Internet, and everybody has their opinion, but nobody is offering a solution. Is there a solution to this, this issue? You know, that, that is something that we, we, we need to discuss. Is there an, uh, a solution? How can we fix this? You know, it's sad. It, it, it really is. No matter what side of it on, or, or you are on, it's sad. You know, then you have the talking heads of, of the different parties. And, and, you know, in this country, it seems that you have more conservative uh, radio hosts and, and people out on the talk circuit uh, for the conservative party. And all of them, like Candace Owens, you know, this country is not racist because I have never been a slave. Well, Ms. Owens, you know, I understand what you're saying. And as I have said before on the show, I do agree with some of the things that she says. I really do. But on that front right there, no. No. Because once she gets pulled over by a cop and she gets treated the way a lot of uh, African Americans or blacks get treated. I I wonder will her 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 uh, thought process change. And then you have George Judge um, Janine Pirro. You know she used to be on, on you know the the networks on her judge show, and now she on Fox News and she just goes in and goes in and goes in, and you wonder 
you wonder, are you feeding into into what what is causing all this nonsense? Are you feeding into it? The left this, the left this, and the left that. But when you look at it, actually, it's more about, it's more than just the left. It's more than just the right. It's a combination of all of it. And if we continue to have this narrow tunnel vision about who's right and who's wrong, we're never going to solve any of this. We're not. Now, some say, well, you know, uh, the NRA has a lot to do with it because, you know, they basically run Congress, and a lot of congressmen have, you know, NRA ratings of A and B and what have you, which is interesting. You you can go online and look at the congressmen that have, you know, these certain ratings that support the NRA. And some people say, well, you know, that's one of the reasons why we can't get anything solved because the NRA is so powerful that, you know, Congress refuse or are reluctant to pass any laws. But honestly, passing of laws, you think that's really going to stop the shooting? You really think that's going to stop the killing? No, it's not. You pass all the laws you want. All the laws you want. Because it's not going to happen. And then, of course, you have those out there say, well, you know, everybody, they try to take our guns away, our weapons away from us, and so forth and so on. Really? Really? Nobody's trying to take your weapons from you. But if you continue to use them in, in the ways you are, yeah, you'll be giving them to them anyway. Because you'll be behind bars and you won't be able to use anything. Come on, people. We get we have to do better. We really do. Where are we right now? Where is our thought process? Where where is our thought process here? Where? Now a lot of people say, Well, you talking about this shit, but what about black on black crime? Yeah. Black on black crime. Okay, yeah. What about white on white crime? All right? What about just as a whole, as humans, as a country? Can we work on a solution for everyone, not just one group of people? Or one segment of the Democrats, the Republicans, the Libertarian, the Green Party, whatever. Can we work on it as a whole? Come up with some programs, some ideas, some solutions, something. Because this is getting out of hand. You know, I was sitting here thinking the other day um, as I was looking, you know, listening to a lot of this stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of us out there that suffer with depression, uh, uh, anxiety, and things of that nature. And believe you me, don't do not think that that doesn't affect us, and we're not even nowhere involved in any of it. 
a lot of us don't even leave the house. And things like that add to the problem. You know, you have veterans, soldiers, sailors, Marines, servicemen, women that go over, overseas, fight, stay months at a time, years at a time, survive, only to come back to the country that they are fighting for and be shot down in the streets. And for what? Because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time? Somebody saw something they had and they wanted? What is the sense in that, y'all? What is, what, where is the sense in that? You cannot justify that. Unless you use... The logic I used to use a long time ago, if it's your time, it's your time. There's nothing you can do about it. But there's there's a little fault in that thought process as well. So, as a nation, yes, even though we know we're divided, there's no 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 doubting that. We're divided. But we need to come together. We need to get together and solve this issue. We really do. You know, stop trying to look for a scapegoat and try and find a solution. I know it's not an easy thing to do. It's not. But Can we at least try together without sitting there and blaming one side for or the other? At least just a little bit, just a tiny bit, easy dancy. <laughs> and maybe just maybe we we will come up with something, but it's gonna take more than just a law. It's more going to take more than a background check. It's going to take more than uh, taking weapons from folks. It's going to take more than that. It's going to take a concerted effort. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, what we need to do is increase our law enforcement. And <laughs> so you're going to put more people with weapons in a spot to watch out for people with weapons. Hmm. Quick fix, huh? And everything's supposed to be okay. No. Everything is not going to be okay. So, just something to think about. It's something to give you, to make you say, hmm. I mean, I can go to the left or to the right and say, well, you know, it's like this. You know, they, you got the white supremacists and they, they're beginning to come out of the, the hiding and they don't care anymore and, you know, they're being, brains are being rotted between the games and, you know, the internet and things of that nature. But what really is that? What is that really? A talking point? 
with no solution attached to it. We figured most of that is happening anyway. We know this. We know a lot of the crime in, in their inner city, as the flipper direct like to say, in the inner city is a lot of based on uh, economic, e- economics, social environment. We know that as well. But we still haven't addressed the issue or came up with any type of logical, suitable solution. And until we decide to look at this together on a whole as in complete uh, uh, unbiased, Look at it unbiasedly. I don't know if that's a word. I just may have created one, but you know, we we're gonna to continue to have these issues. We're gonna to continue to have these killings, un, these unnecessary killings. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out the side of my neck, but it is what it is. That's how I feel about it right now. That is the way I feel about it right now. Innocent people just dying, trying to worship their God. No. It's sad. It's disgusting. It's pitiful. But apparently... Those that we elect don't doesn't don't really care. They talk about it for as long as it's getting national attention, then all of a sudden it just dies out, and until the next one happens, community leaders who try and and, and do something about it get no support from the politicians or or or, or the communities. And that needs to change. It has to change. Now, I'm not naive to think that that's going to be complete peace and it's just going to completely go away. That's not going to happen. But the frequency in which these things are beginning to happen shouldn't. They shouldn't happen. You're arming teachers in schools now, as the president said, very, very well-trained individuals. No, it's one thing to shoot at a paper target, because the paper target is not firing back at you. You you train one way, but when, 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 when the lead is coming back at you, that's a totally different situation. Hmm. The thought, the thought process is flawed, y'all. It really is. The thought process is flawed, and we need to change it. We really do. All right. 
sensed it on there for a moment. I don't know where that came from. It just it just started coming out, and I had to go with it. You know, I I don't know where. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just popped out, and there it is. Okay, that's how I'm feeling about all these shootings and and things right now. All this so-called hate and and nonsense that we have going on in this country. I, I really think it just sucks. It really does. It sucks. But anyway, <sighs> that's the first part. <laughs> that's the first first part. Uh, let me bring Pianki in here real quick before I get on with the rest of the show, because I, I want to explain to y'all exactly what impeachment is and how does impeachment actually work. Because you hear the word a lot lately, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. But the question is, how many of you actually know the process that goes in with impeachment and what actually impeachment is? Because it's good to know what we they're talking about. It's good to know what we be talking about, right? Just to mention a word, and you don't know really what the process is, you really don't know what you're talking about. You're just using a talking point. Correct? Correct. We know we right. You know that, that, that that's how we do sometimes. <laughs> anyway, let me bring Pink in and, and get his opinion on. I guess what I was just talking about. All right, Pianki, welcome to the show, man. What's hey, Eric, how you doing? Did you get a chance to look at that video, Cosmic Slop? Uh, not yet. I haven't had a chance yet. You still got it written down, though, right? Yeah, yeah, check that out. I shall. You know, you know, people talk about the NRA. You know how many different advocacy groups that there are that advocate everything from campaigns to change public opinion or policy. Heck, you got advocacy groups for a teachers union like the NEA and the American Federation of Teachers. So that's all the NRA is. It's an advocacy group. For people with a concern, just like any other one. <clears throat> okay. And all right. And uh, and and the, the the respect. If we just respect the Bill of Rights and let them be what they was intended to be, and utilize them, if you want or don't, I think things would be. Quite the better, not the contrary. And that should be a, a kicking point. You know, you're absolutely right. Majority of people don't know what the hell an impeachment is. They don't understand the Constitution, how it came about, that which was dis- that was debated and and discussed in the mm. Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist Papers, and your justices have to refer to them to kind of understand what it was that the founders had on their mind. That is the basis of law. Uh, Supreme Court's not supposed to make law. Supreme Court is supposed to determine that once a statute is passed and when an agency sets rules and regulations based on what the head of the agency determines that statute to mean well yeah. if it gets out into the local communities the states 
and they pass laws based on the rules and regulations, well, if a person like yourself say, man, you've got this law passed, that ain't what that statute said. And that's when you go to the courts. Just start off with the lowest courts and work your way up to the highest courts. That's the way it works. True. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. So, but I, you know, this thing about guns, guns is not killing people. It's people that's doing these ignorant things. I agree. I agree. You, you, you have no argument with me there. None whatsoever. I agree with that. But once again, the question is, how do you, how, what is the solution to stop all this? I mean, there's well, a whole you, lot of it going on. Go you ahead. make it, people that are not supposed to have guns shouldn't have them. You know, I see where some people that's working for Walmart is complaining, well, not working, but they're trying to hire on with Walmart. They're complaining uh-huh. that Walmart is asking about background checks. Well, if you've done background checks on Judge Kavanaugh and Judge Moore going back when they were teenagers, well, should not Walmart have the opportunity to check your background, too, before they allow you to come work around their precious customers and more so their precious inventory? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with background checks, nothing at all. You know, mm-hmm. I, there's nothing wrong with that. There should be. And, I, and the felon box should, should be. not be removed. Because why would you, you know, you got you got young people that went through school, graduated, done the right thing, live straight and narrow. Who should they be competing with? They should be competing with other of their like kind. They shouldn't be competing with somebody who don't went on, made mistakes terribly. Now all of a sudden they well, want to come well, back. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But isn't it true that everybody makes mistakes? And and it is true that that a lot of individuals out there that have been um, hit with a quote unquote felony really was, you know, uh, it really wasn't their fault or they were doing anything quote unquote. Uh, how can I say it? Uh, extra extra bad, I guess. I. I in other words, what I'm saying, it was done when they were younger, and they made a mistake. But should that be held well, against I them? Well, I can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that. But how about the ones that was young that didn't make those mistakes? So should they okay. have to go to the back of the line behind those well, who did? I, I, I'm not know, saying you should throw them yeah. away, but I don't think that they but should have any special I, I, privilege I think, over your well, no, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't have any special privileges. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I think... They should be given a chance to explain what happened. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, because once you get in the system and, you know, it's hard to get that off your record, even if you are found, you know, it really wasn't your fault over you were handed, you know, that type of sentence by mistake. It's still hard to get it expunged off off your your record. So anytime you do a background check, it's going to pop up. And and people experience those things. Uh, you can experience the same thing if you, by mistake, or get involved in some uh, involuntary program in doing your taxes, and they list your filing status wrong, where you should be married and jointly, and they list you as married and separated. That causes a whole lot of problems. And it's yep. nothing on your behalf. It's because 
in some cases, the system that compiles the data is erroneous. And like I say, Correct. it causes a lot of problems, just like what you just right. mentioned with the example of these individuals. But anyway, man, I got to go to the batting cage with these kids now. <laughs> All right. Thanks take a chance. You get a chance. Take a look at that uh, that video, Cosmic Slop, and give me your opinion on it. All right. It's I'll hilarious, too. Thank you very much, uh, sir. All right. See you later, PNK. All right. All right. Let me bring this next call in. All right, Triple One. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? And talk to me. Well, this is Miss Lady. Hello. This Hello, Miss Lady. How are you? Good afternoon. Pretty good. Pretty good. What you got? <laughs> okay. So, allegedly, the NRA is in severe financial trouble, and it may end up filing um, bankruptcy or may cease to exist. Um, they can't get insurance coverage. And... Uh, New York City is denying them banking services. They can't deposit money. So um, there's the, the, so uh, the NRA, as a big influencer in terms of sociopolitical um, agendas, um, that that influence is going to be markedly decreased. Okay, and then. Secondly, I want to say nobody is entitled to anything. Your previous caller always calls in with this sense of entitlement um, because of, uh, for whatever reason. But I don't care if you have zero dollars and I don't care if you have a billion dollars. You, you, no one is entitled to, for, to, for anything to happen. And as we can see with this college scandal, some people didn't really didn't understand that. But they're starting mm. to understand it now. Um, <laughs> and I actually have more respect and admiration well, for children mm-hmm. who came from dire, impoverished circumstances that didn't have the guidance and support that may have made some mistakes, but were able to <clears throat> to pull themselves up with us with help because nobody does it alone, and right. um, are able to make something of themselves and develop some character and 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 that kind of thing versus somebody who was born with the silver spoon that didn't have the stresses and the worries and the economics, you know, who uh, uh, worries and. Um, they had family support and lived in nice communities with running water that didn't have lead in it. Mm. You know, it's ridiculous. Okay. You know, um, right. the attitude. It's just a really kind of narcissistic kind of want-to-be-elitist kind of attitude with a sense of entitlement. And that kind mm. of thinking and attitude um, is is a complete turnoff. Mm. There are a lot of people you know, waking up. They're not buying into it. This whole we should see how the how how it's gone now. With this, we've had a good twenty-five year run of just unbelievable narcissism running amok with the sense of entitlement, and this is why the middle class are becoming poor, and the rich have become wealthier and wealthier, 
And there's a whole theme of narcissism and, and entitlement running through that. <laughs> you know, I, I cannot I cannot disagree with you there. I, I cannot disagree with you there. Because you're right. You're absolutely right. Now, you know, with, with this college scandal thing, a lot of people have have gone back and said, well, you know, the, what choice did they have with, with uh, affirmative action taking their slots and things of that nature? And you look at it like, really? Really? Affirmative action, that, that's really what it is. That's what caused them to pay their way into college and, and you know, for things, that, you know, that they have no idea of doing. And it was just because of affirmative action, and they couldn't get in any other way. You know, you know I, that, I that's a you. lie. That's a, that's a complete fabrication and a lie. And um, white women benefited more from affirmative action than any group of people at all. More than black white true. women. And so it's all a lie. And you know, it's just a way to to keep people out and keep people impoverished and to keep people um, um, without being able to succeed in life. You know, whatever they use, whatever lies, distortions, um, they they can drum up. I agree, Miss Lady. I, I really do. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, I, you know, you, you have no argument there. As I was saying last week on the show, you know, the, 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 this college thing is more of a scam than anybody really want to admit. You know, there's no, you know, you there's no university back. that, huh? Say what? This goes way back to, you yes, know, to the very beginning. And, you know, because I, so I understood, somebody told me 25 years ago, if you, uh, you know, gave, if the parents gave or whoever gave, you know, uh, 50K to one of those Ivy Leagues, that this, this child was getting in. And this was like 25, 30 years ago somebody told me that. So, yeah. And I won't name the college because I don't know if to be true or not, but that's what I was told. So that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and the, you, you, you think all these halls got these names on them for nothing? You know, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. You know, you, you <laughs> I make a donation, a large donation to your, your university, and, you know, and then the child comes up. Of course the child's going to get in because – their parents' name is on something, of course. <laughs> you know, unless you Bill Cosby, you know, and you get in trouble, then you know they take your name off, off all the stuff, but they don't give the money back. You know, <laughs> well, that's a and you talk about huh? the founding founding fathers. They were holed up in Philadelphia and and sweating with closed windows because they didn't want nobody hearing what they were talking about, and. Uh, uh, most of them were slave owners, and um, their intent was to keep uh, white male patriarchs, the elite, elitists, the uh, colonizers in place, and to improve their wealth. It wasn't about, uh, they weren't thinking about those slaves and um, no. uh, freeing them and ha- ha- so they could pursue, their, pursue a life and liberty and happiness. You know, when these black people bring up the founding fathers and the intent of the founding fathers, they weren't there. And they certainly <laughs> didn't have them in mind. Hey, 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 yep. Back on the plantation, boy. Don't you know <laughs> your place? Mm. Well, you're right again. I, I can't argue with that. You're right. 
you know, the founding fathers, you know, and you have to look at whose father, founding father were they, you know. You're right, because it wasn't ours. It was our founding fathers, you know, and, and the and Constitution wasn't meant for, for anybody besides the white male. Let's be honest, that's what the Constitution was written for, the white and male. And not the poor white male either. Right. <laughs> no. Right. No, at all. But then again, that is what everybody says. Well, the Constitution says, and I think a couple of years ago, I think I did a show that asked the question, is it the time to rewrite the Constitution? Is it time to, to, to do a do-over? Of course, if you would say that, man, it'd be civil war around here in, in this place. Because you know, everybody say the Constitution, the Constitution. But we know the Constitution is a flawed document. Uh, one of the biggest flawed documents there is, even with the amendments to it, is still a flawed document. You know, you still have well, you a circulation have in there. Well, you have right, flawed people right. writing it. So, you know, um, people put them up as though they were gods. You know, with their powdered wigs. And um, <laughs> but you know, um, uh, yeah, nobody's perfect. No system is perfect. You're not going to have a perfectly written constitution and they certainly weren't trying to uh, to include everyone with the same rights and privileges as everyone else and so women weren't even cared about you know you couldn't women couldn't even be on the jury mm-hmm. so uh and black people couldn't either so just just with all this, they need to just stop all this for these black so-called you know uh founding father argument these black folks calling in with that foolishness they just Need to go sit down in the corner somewhere. <laughs> With well, all that foolishness. Well, you know what though? Honestly, you know it's good to have those people because that way you 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 start a conversation with them, and maybe you know we'll come up with conclusions and say, okay, yeah, well maybe we need to redo this thing and, and, and really think about what needs to be in it now compared to back then when the whole society was totally different. You know, society today the only is completely one different from that. The only black who are wannabe elitists, black elitists, um, that's who, that's who, you know, seems like they co-sign into a lot of that. I mean, you could take some of that stuff, though, that theoretical stuff, and twist it around and uh, use it to your advantage as well, you know, if you're not an, a, a white male elitist. But, yeah, um, um, and... Uh, <laughs> apply uh facts to to uh the rules or the laws mm-hmm. but the bottom line is um they want to be elitist that's all and they and, and they have a socioeconomic interest in um and in cosigning onto all of that it's all, it's all so? narcissism it's all self-centeredness and narcissism at the end of the day <laughs> it's about what's, what's, what's best for my economic interest. And that's how most people are. Uh, you know, it's not even about this topic, but about anything. Most people are in it for themselves, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Now, I, once again, this lady, you own, you, you own something today, I tell you. You, you. you're getting it right. You are on it today. Yes, you are. And, you know, I do believe 
that, you know, a conversation has to be had. Just like me and you're talking right now, you know, with with those that, that believe what's going on on both sides, not just one-sided conversation. And I think that's where uh, um, we as a society drop the ball because we don't want to actually sit and listen to anyone else. We'd rather sit and, and try and make our point and make someone think that we're right and they're wrong when there has to be some type of compromise. Now, my my thought process and my opinion is, yes, I think the Constitution needs to be redone. You know, take the, you know, redone, or as I say, amended, or whatever you want to do, but it needs to be looked at again and and, and have some of those things that were written back in the 1700s, 1800s, whenever the dang old thing was, I forgot when it was written, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I shut up. Yeah, I forgot what it was written, but I know it was written. Dang it! But uh, you know, and, and take a look at it. You know, like like the clause in there that says, if you're a prisoner, you still considered a slave. Many people do not realize that. They, they, you know, once you go into the prison system, you are officially considered a slave. It says it in the quote unquote constitution. Oh yeah, if, uh, if you're in there for a felony, and you know there's a lot like that. Uh, what's that woman that was it in Florida that shot that man, that police officer that shot that man? Um, she went to the wrong apartment. All of her arrests are uh, that all of those folks she arrested, and they've been charged with a crime. Going to get released. Yeah, that was in Dallas. Because, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that was mm-hmm. in Dallas. Yeah. There's a lot yep. of that that happens. You know, they've had to release a lot of people because of um, poor police practices, uh, false reports, planting drugs, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, so, if you, you want to take a look at that. There's quite a few that didn't do the crime that they're convict, they're, uh, been convicted of. There's right. quite a few. I met, Years ago, right. I met an appeal attorney. She just did... Um, Appeals for um, prisoners, and she said she went in thinking that it was it wasn't that many, but she said, and this was a little white lady with a polyester pantsuit, okay, and uh, she looked like she was uh, middle America, like out of Oklahoma somewhere, and she said she was surprised to find out that how the number of people that did not do the crimes that were in prison. Well, yeah. I mean, you can take a look at um, the prime example, and, and you mentioned it a couple of shows ago in Chicago where they had the black site. Well, um, the, the what's the police name? Berg, I think that's what his name was. You know, was torturing those individuals until they they confessed to crimes that they really didn't do. You know. Oh yeah. And then once it, yeah, and one situation was actually where uh, the jury, the, the uh, courts went and. Uh, reversed it, saying, yeah, they couldn't do it, took the confession out and went back to trial and still convicted the guy of, the, uh, of, of the crime. So, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We know corruption is there. There's, I mean, there's corruption in anything. We see that from the top down, uh, whether it's, you know, the, the, the White House down to the police department to your local um, politicians, whatever. There's corruption. Uh, but, you know, we need to, to take a look at it and, and see what we can do to change some of that. I mean, there's not all bad people, and maybe if we, maybe if they would stand up just a little bit and, and and 
try and do something about it, maybe it wouldn't be as bad. I mean, it's like anything else. You're not really gonna take it, take it, get rid of it all. That that's not gonna happen. You know, that that is just not gonna happen. But there can be some improvements made somewhere. You know, but oh, nobody yeah, seems to be wanting to put the effort for huh? They're afraid of uh, of the potential repercussions. You know, that's what uh, that's what keeps people from really advocating and doing things because either time, energy, uh, or they're afraid. But, you know, when you get a chance, I want you to listen to Chomsky, Nam Chomsky, C-H-O-M-S-K-Y, on YouTube. It's like an eight- to ten-minute clip. He dissects the um, Trump, the Democrats, and Russiagate, and it's really interesting. He's a brilliant – he's a brilliant um, – Political scientist. When you say he dissects, what do you what do you mean he dissects? Dissects. I mean he breaks down what's really what what this is all about, and he talks about how you know the Republicans um, at one time were um, a lot more moderate, but they've moved so far right, and then the Democrats have moved to where the modern Republicans used to be. But they all have um, that the corporations are in, are running uh, government and that they have both both parties have to keep um, that constituency who funds their campaigns, they have to keep them satisfied. So it's really interesting. And he talked about how, you know, there was a uh, – he believes a lot of wasted time with um, with all the money with just focusing on the you know Trump obstructing obstructing justice and collusion with Russia when there are so many more things that they could have been talking about and doing and that Trump may indeed oh. get back in office because they wasted opportunities <clears throat> but um, and how. How they had, he said, Trump actually is brilliantly executing uh, his the plan, and uh, and and how to keep people, um, how to keep the different uh, groups of people uh, on his side with his um, his his rhetoric and his communication style. So even though the elitists um, don't identify with the average Joe Blow. Who's out there with a MAGA cap on and uh, uh, doing his blue collar job? They have disdain for them a lot of times, but he speaks to that group, and then he's speaking to the evangelical group, who's against abortion, and so he's a, so he's getting the votes on his side. But everybody, yeah. but they're being used. They're being used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've said that. I've said that quite often. Yes. And, uh, you know, if you pay attention to his communication style, you know, it's that, I hate to say it like this, but it's that of a con man. You know, it's the reason why he, it's a reason, it's a reason why he repeats things over and over and over. And he uses hand signs and he only talks about certain things because yes, you're right. He is speaking to his base quote-unquote, and that's who he's talking to because those are his base, you know, the evangelicals, 
you know, they they love it where they used to love them. Some of them are questioning it right now. But yeah, and then you know the 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 the, uh, the ones the older white veterans, the older white gentlemen, you know, the younger white guys. You know, it, it, it's just those that that just believe um, in quote unquote, and I'm not going. I'm not meaning this in a, in a negative way. Nationalism, you know. Not not to say, you know, Nazis or skinheads or anything like that. They believe, you know, that America is their country, and not, but nobody's going to do anything to ruin it. And that is the message that Trump is, is putting out there, and it's feeding into what they believe in. You know, it was interesting because Lindsey Graham over the weekend said something that just basically summed up the way all of, all of the rest of his base feel. And that was that, okay, so he told somebody, the, the fire molar, he told them to do something wrong, but they didn't do it, which means, you know, Trump didn't do anything wrong. So I really don't care what, what the Mueller report said. You see? So that is a part of, uh, that is exactly how his base feels right now. You know, he didn't do anything wrong. You know, I don't care what the report says, you know, and, no, and if you notice, no. and, and if you notice, and if you notice, listen now. If you notice, anytime he's campaigning, he he's talking to anybody. The first thing he yells is, "No collusion," you know, "No collusion," you know, "I was exonerated," so forth and so on. Now, most of his base is not gonna go and read that document and pick out what is true and what is not. Only thing they're gonna go by is what the media said and what he stands up there and say. You know, and if you listen to his administration, they say the same thing. No collusion, no this, no that. So with that being said, yes, he's feeding into it. Now, as far as his reelection, the guy is right. If the guy should have said that is right, and I said it myself. You know, don't be surprised if he does get reelected. I think number he one is. because because number one, because the Democrats, they all over the place right now. You got about twenty something Democrats talking about they want to run. But nobody is really qualified or has any 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 substance enough to do it right now. You know, Joe Biden joined in. He may be the closest one that can beat him. You know, but, you know, right now, that's a long shot as well. I don't think. I don't. Because they've been showing clips of him um, talking about locking up black people. You know, back when this whole um, criminal um, enterprise of locking up black folks and three strikes law, oh. they've been playing to that. And so, well, he might, he, I don't think he's going to get the black vote. Um, and so I don't know. I, I really don't know. You're right. They're all over but the see, place. Yeah, but see, and, and, and that's enough. They might get no a, reparations, though. They ain't voting well, for him. A well, lot of black singers. Look, 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 here it is. Cory Booker, Camilla Harris, both of them have said, yeah, we're going to talk about reparations. We're going to try to get reparations. We know what that is. That's 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 pimping the black community again. When Joe Biden came in, that was the same thing. Biden was uh, Obama's vice president. What does that mean? Oh, people liked Obama, so hopefully they like Biden and they're going to vote for him. Now, as we get closer to the to the election next year, you're going to see a whole lot of craziness go on. A whole lot of um part uh, um. Well, not politician, um, going into the black communities and, you know, talking about that we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But let's be honest, 
both of those parties aren't going to do anything for the black community. I don't care what anybody say. You know, because it's not about uh, that. Absolutely. It's not about that anymore. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's about satisfying their base. Okay, and the black community <laughs> right now, it, you know, is is being uh, pushed back by the Latinos and the LGBTQRST community. So the black vote, A-B- which was at one point very important, is no longer as important as these other groups. You know. Yeah. Uh, and they they did give those big tax breaks, so they kept their uh, wealthy constituents happy. They did that, so they got that group in the pocket, and they're doing all the other stuff to uh, all the other rhetoric to to keep folks in their pocket too. So yeah, he's gonna. I think he's gonna get back in. I really do. And well, if you really think about it, um, what have if you look at the black condition? The way it is now, not not enough has been done. Period. By either group of people, by either group. Well, so because they wouldn't be in the position they're in, there wouldn't be this this huge disparity in wealth, and in um, home ownership, and um, imprisonment. So enough hasn't been done. So does it really matter at the end of the day? I mean, I guess you can kind of slow some things down. Like, you know, the Obamacare did help people that didn't have health insurance. I've talked to people that they were glad they were able to get that. And then they got those Obama phones. Otherwise, they wouldn't even have a cell phone. And, I mean, there's some good things that came out of it. I don't think what Trump is taken away, looking at, uh, they call them entitlement programs, you know, taken away from Social Security, Medicare, you know, housing vouchers, um, civil looking at rolling back civil rights legislation. So, you know, so maybe it, you know. <laughs> you know, that a lot of that falls under what Candace Owens is out there talking about. And, and you know, anytime there's a movement, if you notice, it's always geared toward the younger generation. It's always geared toward uh, um, the, the 18, the 30-year-olds. Like I say, the young generation. And her thing is, you know, just what you just said, you know, nothing has changed. What has happened? You know, stop playing the victim. Let's get out there and change it and, and vote for whoever going to, you know, whichever, you know, what she said the Republican Party, conservatives, let's get out there and vote and, and, and because they're doing more for us. than. But we know for a fact, no, it's not. She's just she's being used as a puppet, uh, just like Kanye West was for a little while. To, somebody woke him up and said, uh, you see what you're doing, and he backed out, okay, because she was his spokesman for a while. So now, right now she has a, a white spokesman, uh, uh, not spokesman, but uh, a white um, controller. That's what I'm calling controller, you know. So when you listen, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now see, and here's the thing: when you listen to these people speak, you have to listen with an open mind, and you have to listen uh, constructively. You know. Now let's be honest. There's a couple of things 
Trump has done that I agree with, you know, as far as the U.N. and stuff like that. I agree with some of that. Um, a lot of stuff I don't agree with because it's all over the place and it's doing more harm than good. And number number two is you can't believe a thing the man says because he says one thing, then he comes back, and if they didn't got in trouble, he comes back and, and, and says something totally different. So, um, And honestly, thank God for those individuals that actually didn't do what he told them to do, or we would be in a whole lot worse uh, shape than we are right now. However, with all that being said, back to what you were saying about the black community, I have always said that until we in the black community start helping ourselves, we can we just can't continue to wait on either one of them them politicians to do anything because why? Because they're not. We we are no value to them anymore. It says that we have nothing to offer them. Nothing. Absolutely, until, I agree. Until yeah, until it's election time, you know, three percent of the vote. I think that's what Candace always said. If we can get three to five percent of the black vote to vote for conservatives. We got the we you know we have the election really that's all three to five percent. Well, I know I know some black folks that like Trump. <laughs> I mean you know, and, and there's they, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. They say they yeah. have a Trump team. Yeah, I mean there's nothing wrong with that. I mean you know that's that's part of being in this country. You're free to like who you want to vote for who you want to, right? You know, um, it's just benefiting you, and you're not trying to help anybody else. Then, hey, you're just part of the problem, and not any. And, you know, you're not any part of the solution. True. You know, so yeah. So, so when, when you, you look at it like that, huh? If you can play that, if you could play that Chomsky YouTube clip, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, I have to. Well, I mean, if you go back and actually research the political parties, you will find that there was a flip-flop done. There really was. As I said a a couple of weeks ago, many people think Abraham Lincoln was a Democrat. He was a Republican. (laughs) You know, he was a Republican. But many many black people think he was a Democrat. No, he was a Republican. And honestly, if he could have kept slavery around, he would have. He said it in a in a in a speech he wrote. But yeah. that's not the narrative that that has been taught to the black community. No, you have all oh, these yeah. these celebrations, Juneteenth or what have you, and you ask the kid, "Why are we doing Juneteenth?" Because Abraham Lincoln freed the slave. No, he did not. He did not. I understand. You know, and really? once again, that goes back. That goes back to parents, grandparents. We have to start educating our own kids. We have to start educating because you, you, you know, for years and years and years, we have been we have allowed the 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 education system of this country to teach our kids. And what have they been teaching them? Lies, falsehoods, half truths. You know, now we have we have the ability and the technology to find out what's the truth. 
to do the research and see what really went on. But we won't do it. But we'll give our kid, uh, three-year-old kid, the phone and tell him he'll play this game, watch a video, uh, a cartoon or something. Yeah. You know, but we, we, won't, we won't sit there and teach them and show them what is the truth and what really is going on. And until we do something and change that, we still we gonna continue to stay in, in in this in this in this shape that we're in. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, sad. it's sad, but it's but pretty history dire. Has, it's pretty yeah, dire. but history it's has dire. history has shown this. History has shown this. You know, everybody keeps talking about Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King at one time, I think I played this clip on the show. Martin Luther King actually said he felt he made a mistake when he kept talking about integration, integration. He felt he had made a huge mistake. And I said on this show, and I will continue to say it, that was one of the biggest okey-dokes that ever happened to the black community. When they started talking about integration. Because as long as we lived in our own neighborhood, we had our own grocery stores. We had our own neighborhood stores. We had our own stuff. But then we started going yep. to integrate, and then you had feminism, and then next thing you know, people started moving out. Nobody moved back into the black neighborhood. The black neighborhoods went down. The suburbs, suburbs came up. And now the white folk moving out the suburbs, moving downtown again, and so forth. You know, it, it's just a cycle. And they're going from the suburbs to downtown or midtown, whatever you want to call them, call them. But nobody's moving back into the black community. So you ride to the black oh, community, you see, what, what do you see? They gentrifying huh? the black community. It's been gentrified, and it's going to continue to be gentrified. That's what's going on. That's because we have allowed it to be. We have allowed it to be. Then again, some black people like it because their property values have increased because there's not the crime and the blight, and the um, they make it nice. They you know with the landscaping and you know what they have you know the money. Look, you start talking about crime. You know, I remember growing up, we had a black community. I mean, the, the, where, where I lived at, and we lived, what, I lived five minutes from the quote-unquote blogging homes or the ghettoers, I mean, the, you know, whatever they want to call the project. And we ain't had that much crime. We really didn't. Everybody knew well, see, everybody. You knew, you knew, you know, you know, you know who. The crack epidemic changed all that. And then the, when you have plenty of manufacturing jobs. People were unemployed. That's not, that's not going on like that anymore. So things have changed. Ah, okay. I, I guess you could say things have changed. In that, in that, in that, yeah. in, in that, uh, I mean, aspect, yeah. In these manufacturing jobs, the small, Businesses to big businesses. I mean, they've had uh, where they employed a lot of black men and women. You know those car manufacturers, GM. There's a plant in the city nearby where I, where I live, and they used to have. I knew that thing closed down. Black okay. uh, all kind of work gone. Well, I would. Yeah, well, uh, I really can't talk on the factory thing because I know where I lived at. You know, there was the Maxwell House, there was a, a cigar place, 
but most of the people employed by the city, by the city and uh, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you know, which were my parents were employed by, you know, but. You know, I, I, I mean, still think you there's something we can do. You have to go to college to get a nice job and be able to afford a home and raise a family. I was looking on the Internet recently. Um, it said um, about the number of manufacturing jobs that are left. Um, and it's mm. such a huge decline. And, you know, it's going to get worse because things are getting robotized. If you're not a, a software developer... IT person, robotics person, you know, in that field, it's going to be very difficult because that's where the real money is. That's where the good jobs are. And, and healthcare. You're right. You're right. And see, that's, a, that's another thing as well. You know, it depends on, on the education system in, in the areas that you live in. You know, are, are they providing opportunities for them to go to quote unquote career centers? You know, they took uh, shop out of, out of schools now. Because I remember when I went, we took shop, we took home economics, we took all kind of uh, stuff, you know, in, in school, in, in middle school. You know, not just high school, but middle school. Um, but you don't have that anymore in, in school in some places. The, the teachers teachers are, are poorly uh, paid. So, you know, a lot of the good teachers don't want to teach in certain places. So, you know, once again, you know, you're starting off in a deficit, in a hole. You know, instead of you know, get, you know, giving the best opportunity. And then what do most black folks do? We take and put our kids in a sport, hopefully they get very good in a sport. You know, there was at right. one time, there, there there was one time a a, um, a movement to where what what the people would do is they'll take and um, they would take and hold their kid back a year. So when they actually got, when they actually got to, uh, uh, when they actually got to, to uh, um, their the high school, you know, they were a year older than their classmates, but physically they were, in a, you know, they were a year older as well, so they performed better, and you know, they got looked out a little bit better. Yeah. So. And you know, other groups, people whose children are genetically smaller. I, someone told me years ago they were doing that too. That the the child actually would be a year older than, but you yeah. could, they couldn't tell because they were small. So they were they were right. always ahead of the other. Right, right. You know, so what we do, we push our kids. We push our kids to be, you know, go for the NFL, go for the NBA, but not realizing that only a small percentage actually make it to the pros. You know, and then there's some. Like like this one guy, kid from Buffalo, quarterback, because they had the draft this week. You know, he was told, you know, the experts were like, well, you know, you need to stay in school another year, you know, and, and you know, work on your craft a little bit more. But he had the wrong people telling him, well, now go on to the NBA, I mean, go on to the NFL now, blah, 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 blah. He ended up not getting drafted, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and but, but here's the thing. He can't go back to school now, not, you know, under a scholarship anymore because once you join, you declare for the NFL draft. You get an agent. You no longer can go back on that scholarship. So if he was to go back, if he doesn't make you know a roster right now, you know he got to pay for the rest of his schooling. So we have to understand that as well. Okay, the Constitution was written in 1787, the Bill of Rights in 1789, but that was only the first ten amendments. And um, I'm reading this out of my chat room right now. 
Uh, it says white feminists attached their agenda to the civil rights movement because they could not be heard any other way. Now these are the same white women that if a black man looked at them wrong, he got lynched. Uh, we must learn not to settle for and accept their agenda when we really don't need them necessarily to get what we need to acquire for ourselves. We must get back to making our families and neighborhoods a priority. Our black men took the skills they knew, the work of their hands, and provide for their families and neighbors. All right, so that was coming out of the chat room. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and you know, we we had this deep discussion on the show, and people told me, no, Mr. Talk, you're wrong, but I always said, you know, if we're going to fix it, we got to start ourselves. We can't wait on anybody else to do it. And, and that has been uh, the mantra of what a lot of people have been saying. Well, we need the politicians to do this, and we need them to do that. No, we do not. What we need to do is work, so start working for ourselves first. They won't get up. They won't even try. Some are giving up. They they have just this, this fatalistic, you know, sense. They're depressed. They're um, I know some. They just don't seem like they have it in them to even um, to motivate themselves to do it. Well, There's a lot of them. Well, you 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 have to understand as well that. You know, uh, um, when when this agenda started, it started breaking up the nuclear family in the black neighborhood. Let's not remember now when we were growing up that we had mothers and fathers in in our household. You know, if you didn't have, you know, and then in some instances you had your grandma oh, yeah. living there too. And you so had you working had fathers, nuclear you family. Had yes, exactly. you have good examples yeah. of what men are supposed to do. Grandfathers worked and fathers worked, uncles worked. You know. Yeah. You saw right. work so now, yeah, right. So now you take a look at it, and, and and what do you have? You know, you you I mean, between the music, you know, being run by you know Jews or what have you, you know, portraying one thing, you know, let's get rich all of a sudden because I can stand in front of the microphone and mumble and what have you. Um, incarceration, you know, as you said, you know, the onslaught of of drugs and what have you. You know the the minimum maximum sentences being given out for simple possession, um, arrest, and things of that nature. So it, it has been a a, a a process, a progress that has gone on that has actually broken up the nuclear family, especially in the black neighborhood. Now what you have is a lot of women trying to, to raise kids, single family, and now in, in a lot of instances becoming men as well, single parent households. But what is that doing with them working and they're not, you know, there's not a two-parent household. The kids, you know, kind of get fiddling. Then you get, you see these other individuals, the dads, you know, they sit around the house all day and play video games or what have you while the woman is out there working. You know, so kids are sponges. They look at all this. You know, so what do they do? You know, they go out to the corner, they see the dope man out there, and it still happens today. The dope man give them a little dough here and there, you know, and then they know they're running for the dope man, and then they caught up in the gang, or they caught up in the gang here or there, and then they know they behind bars. And once again, that's another black male taken out of the equation as far as the black community. So once was once was a, 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 a proud community, it's still proud, but it's, it's uh, I want to say, def- deficient. Yeah, basically, that's what it is. It's deficient of males. There are no males howling. You know, and the ones that are out there, they're fighting so hard, 
you know, trying to keep things going with, with, between, uh, um, you know, the harassment by the police, uh, you know, the system that's in place. And if they come out, you know, they have, a, as we were talking earlier, they got felonies or they've been behind bars for something that, you know, really minor. But, you know, and that's held against them as well. So what well, I'm going to tell you something to talk. You're right. But the baby boomers, I think the men failed a lot of this, the, the, the family structure. They failed them. Because I'm going to tell you, I remember when things were going good. Your plentiful job. It was all a party. They had a they want a prolonged adolescence. It was all about pleasure and having fun, chasing women, getting expensive cars and showing off, getting an apartment where they could have a black leather furniture and a stereo and they could bring chicks you know, that they picked up on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. But you know what, Miss Lady? Um, before you get you get on get rolling with that, you know what though? You want to say the, they failed them, but you know what happened? Even back in the seventies and the eighties, even though they did have their little side chicks as they call today, they still took care of home. You know, and, and that was the difference. They still took care of home. Home, they, they may have had these side chicks, but trust me, nothing went missing from home. Um, in the chat room, I got, um, not all black men have the defeatist mentality. We as blacks must stop degrading our men and learn to lift them. Lift them. If everyone else is beating them down, who the hell do they have to stand up for them? Let us stop the division. If we continue to tear down our family, the KKK and other white supremacists need only to sit and watch us. They tore it down. Let's be clear. I haven't torn any black family down. Okay, I made sure my son got educated and educated with two university degrees. So don't tell me that I'm tearing any of the degrading. Y'all look in the mirror first. Don't be, because somebody speaks out. Look at the statistics. I know a lot of men that didn't raise their children that could have. They were too busy running the streets, having a good time. Well, well, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, no, you know, gonna, there's I'm a lot. Gonna, I mean, I understand what you're saying. The women that I know, that they, children, uh-huh. they were single mm-hmm. mothers, they were professional women, and they kept it together. But, Miss Lady, you know, you're acting like, but, but, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, what I'm trying to uh, say to you is, you know, that's more, it, you, you're making it seem like it's one-sided. That's, you know, there were women out there doing the same thing. It's not all what men. I'm is, I didn't there say were some, all men. There are, yeah, but I mean, that's the way you, you made it say it. No, it's too not many all men. Just like, well, it's not too many. Why are, why are black men's mentalities, a lot of the young men, why are, I see them on the street with their sagging pants, with their surly attitudes, their nasty dreads, not doing anything except hanging out. If these men were so great and set such good examples, why are they grandkids like that? Why are they well, Ms. Lady, that way? See, see, Miss Lady, you know, I can say the same thing about women on videos and, and uh, making videos out there twerking. You know, uh, I, I watched a video the other day where they was on a grave site twerking, talking about, can you see me, brother? Can you see me? I mean, 
And that's true. That is so true. <laughs> when they experience it, I mean, it shows, it just comes out. Oh, look who we have here. Let me bring my co-host in. P, you finally made it, huh? Yeah, I finally made it. Yeah. We got half got the furniture. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was listening. Um. You know, it's always a controversial topic when we start talking about our families, our community. But the one thing that we have to realize as black people, African Americans or whatever you want to call it, is that we got to stop fighting against each other. It's raunchy women out there just like it's raunchy men out there. Let's stop talking about one side and let's talk about the family as a whole because a family is a man, woman, and child, you know. As far as the traditional family I'm not talking about this other stuff That they call families now We're talking about the mother, father You know, and and, and children You know, grandparents And and, and all of that You know, but we, we, We seem to want to As women, and I'm speaking as a woman And I know some women Are not going to like it and it's okay And But we're going to have to stop getting in these relationships, getting hurt by these men, allowing them to treat us any kind of way, thinking that we can buy them, thinking that because their mothers didn't raise them right, we can, you know, treat them better than the last woman treated them or do better. You know, let's stop being in competition with their past. You know, examine what you're getting first. Have a conversation first. Know what their morality is. Know what their character is. If he just want to take you to bed on the first night and you acquiesce and agree to that, then that's on you. If he makes you feel less than respected, that's your fault. Because nobody, you don't, you, don't, you don't have to go to his place. You don't have to invite him up. You don't have to accept the behavior that he exhibits that you know you don't want to tolerate. Let's get it out of our head, ladies, that you're going to change somebody. You're not. They are who they are. They are who they are when they show you the first time, you know. And and, and as far as single mothers, I applaud y'all because I was one, you know, married, divorced, and still had to raise my kids on my own. Hey, you do what you got to do held down two jobs, got a college degree, did what I had to do to make sure that my children were better off than I was. It's the sacrifices that you make as a parent. But at the end of the day, you got to look back and just be thankful that God gave you the opportunity to have what you need and see your children making, you know, three, you know, uh, 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 in the hundred thousands a year. As scientists, as physicists, in places that we weren't even allowed to be, as dean of students, see, where you wouldn't even see a black face going in 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 in, in the admissions office. You wouldn't see a black face at a college, especially at a white college, a traditional Jesuit college. Come on now, that was not going to happen. See. So let's stop blaming each other. Stop, you know, let go of the hurt. 
No, let let all of that mess go because at the end of the day, that's what you chose. And that's the thing. People don't want to accept responsibility for the choices that they make, and then they want to blame every other black man for the choices that they made. That was your hurt. That was your decision. I'm sorry, ladies, you played a role in that. The things that you accepted when you saw the signs or when somebody came and told you, oh, I saw your man down at such and such. No, my man won't do that. No, believe it the first time. And then if somebody tells you and you see the evidence, then don't get mad at that sister. Don't get mad at your mother or whoever the messenger may be. I remember my ex-husband, my children's father, he told me, he said, Shawty ain't that much love in the world. And you know what? It took a lot of years before I realized that what that man said is true. But we as women, as nurturers, want to hang on to stuff that is not necessarily always meant for our lives. You know? So stop blaming all men for the mistakes that you made. Granted, I'm not saying whatever he did was right, but the fact that you still bitter after all of this time, there's something in your heart that you're going to have to forgive that man and move on with your life and stop blaming everybody else for the choices that you made. You made a bad decision. You made a bad choice. He wasn't who you thought he was going to be. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to God, pray, ask for deliverance from that spirit of hatred, that spirit of unforgiveness, and move on with your life because you'll never have any peace. Mm. And so we got to be careful who we put our mouth on, see, because every black man ain't the ones that you had. Every black man ain't the one that beat the hell out of you and treated you as, as, as less than who didn't take care of his children, who didn't pay his child support. Every black man is not that person. And just because he's down on his luck today, don't make him less than who you are. The Bible says the Mm. poor will be with you always. So there are going to be some poor people out there who are not going to have. But have you ever took the time and talked to some of these people? Mm. You find doctors. You find lawyers out there. They're not just homeless veterans. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. who are in marriages that went sour. And maybe because of child support, I alimony because they wife or ex-wife took everything. Doctors who license got suspended because they could not afford the liability insurance and the child support. And they went to school all these years to be a doctor only to have the state suspend their license and, and now they can't work. Hmm. Be hmm. careful who you're putting your mouth on. Because you don't mm. know. God says, touch mm. not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. What you have done unto the least of these, so have you done unto me. See, it's enough that everything in, in, in this country a black man has to fight to achieve. He don't need the black women fighting him too. 
Let's stop Ooh. that. Let's stop Ooh. that. If we're really going to bring back the family unit and respectability to the black family, we're going to have to stop fighting each other, learn to forgive each other, and learn to love each other. It's time out for all of that, people. Mm. Mm. Uh, those are some deep words you just put out there then, lady. Uh-huh. <laughs> And that that's from a woman, y'all. That's not that's not a man. That's a woman right there talking. So as you can see, it works both ways. It's just not a one-sided thing, as I was trying to get across. All right, we have um, nine minutes left in the live airtime, and we have another caller, so we're going to take this call. So we may go over a little bit, and if you can't continue with us, um, the show will be archived. You can always find it at www.blogtalkradio.com, all right, forward slash Mr. Talk. All right, so let me bring this other call in. All right, let's see. Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Well, I just caught the last three minutes as I'm walking out the door, and i just like to clarify something. You can't assume about any about my experience. I'm talking to the lady that just talked. I've had great experience with men. I've been exposed to a lot that the average black woman has not been. My father took care of all five of his children, so and he did a good job, not only paying the mortgage, the utility bill, helping pay tuition uh, from uh, 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 and cooking and chauffeuring and, and, and monitoring. So I'm, when I'm talking, I'm not talking about all black men. Secondly, I, there's the black doctors in this country only make up about 2%. So if you see most of them on the street begging for money are not going to be doctors. And thirdly, I'm not degrading anybody. I'm speaking yes, from my perspective and from my opinion. Yes, it has nothing yes, to do with degrading a whole group of black men. What I'm saying is I know what I have done I know what my mother has done for the black community, and I know of what, what I speak. There have been many men who were encouraged to go and make something of themselves, but they chose to have fun, to have a prolonged adolescence, and they did not foresee the changes coming to this country. And they are the lowest in terms of socioeconomic status, their families have the least of all people, the least intact families, and they have to now lean on primarily the women to keep them going. So what I'm telling, what I'm saying to you now is that it's true. And I've had men tell me, I wish I had listened to my mother. I wish I had gone to, got a different trade or different skill. I wish I had gone to college. So don't say that I am speaking off the top of my head and I'm lumping everybody into a group. I don't want to say you were speaking off the top of your head, and I understand what you're saying, but I wanted to present a different perspective. And yes, I, I have. Understand, but your perspective was generalized. generalizing about what my perspective yes, is. So and so you can speak you, about what you just think, like but I not about what you, I'm Just doing. like I can't tell you about your own personal experiences, you can't tell me who I met on the street. I have met homeless a man who was a doctor. His license was the 
offended. Okay, because of one. And I know one. I know two. And he's using drugs. And he's using drugs. I'm not saying this is every time. But I'm saying see the other side.
And okay. I've always I, purposed I, I, I just wanted to get the opposite side of the coin, you know, so we, but you know. But it's really not even the opposite side because what you're saying, uh, what you're uh, objecting to is something I never said and don't believe. So it's not even the opposite side. It's really a false side in response to what I'm saying. Okay. All right. So for clarity's sake. I have many of them. And so this is what I'm saying. If you at the low end of everything with the least resources as a group, understand that and, and and what you need to do. Get the help you need. Get find some kind of motivation. Don't just stand on the corner and beg for for handouts from people. There's a, a a friend of mine right now who grew up with a very abusive environment. He don't want to hear no excuses from from these men. He's black. He said his mother was so abusive, beating on him. She was a violent alcoholic. No father. He said she didn't even make me go to school. Didn't go to the doctor, the dentist, none of that stuff. He and he has, have been homeless. He said he's a welder now. And he has another skill. He don't want to hear no excuses. And people that came from a much different environment that done than him, I know they were busy partying, busy just spending money and chasing women. And and smoking dope, and they, then their jobs left, and now they're forty years old, and now what? So okay. That's the so and you you're and talking about you're talking about both. My father did not do that. That's uh-huh. not was not my upbringing. So I'm not talking about all men. My brother. Uh, are professional people and they own properties and homes and got wives. I'm not talking about all men. Let me preface that over and over. Okay, but but let, let me ask this question: Are you including women in in? Are you including women into that statement as well? Well, the only the women that I know of, the women that I know of that that I they all were busy grinding. Some worked two and three jobs. They uh, some were single mothers, some were divorced. They had to keep things going, they, and they were pretty much single mothers. And they raised their children, and they kept their houses as much as they can. Some lost rental property, some lost their primary residence, but they kept on doing what they had to do to make it. So I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Brown. Those are the people, the women I know. Okay, those are the women you know. Okay. All right. Well, you know, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, this lady, but there is more to it than just that. And there are examples of women actually doing the same thing. Now, I'm not just saying it's all women. I'm saying there are some women just like there are some men. However, there are some men that's doing the right thing. It today, just as there are some women doing the right thing. So once again, you know, we have to look at both sides of, of the coin. We just can't just flip That's one side okay. and say, okay, we're not going to worry about it. Okay, so I understand now. So from, 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 anytime it's something, you know, I've noticed this with uh, number one, and, uh, because, because Miss Lady, Miss Lady, 
Because you have to look at both sides. You can't just look at one side. What about the black? Okay. I I don't have to pop both. Hold Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, because I'm going to say what I got to say. All right? I don't have to talk over anybody. All right? Now, here we go. You know, why is all we got to be the bad woman? Why you got, Because it's, it works both ways. It's just not one-sided. That is the point. That is the point. You know, I, I said this at the beginning of the show when I was talking about the shootings and things. It's not a one-sided issue. It's not. You know, all black men are not the cause, and all black women are not the cause. It's a combination of some things. And the problem is we don't want to talk about that. You know, you got the feminists, you got the male chauvinists, and everybody want to blame the other. Instead of looking inside, the, looking at the mirror and saying, okay, what can I do this better, to, to make things better? On both sides, it's amazing that we often we often talk about how the political system is, is dividing and carrying on. But as you can see, even we have discussions about our own community, the same thing comes up. We only want to talk about one side. Talk about the whole problem, the whole thing. And until we can actually do that civilly, you know, we, we're never going to get anywhere. Now, I'm sure there's other people out there that feel the same way. One's the problem, feel the men are the problem, others feel that the women are the problem. And, of course, you know, age-old thing, divide and conquer, divide and conquer. You know, you have the rich say, well, I made it out. Why can't you do it? Pull up your bootstraps. You know, you have the the less fortunate on the other end say, look, man, do you see the conditions our communities are in now? You know, everybody can't go and work for the McDonald's at $15 an hour now. You know, but everybody can get on on a video, uh, video and twerk, you know, you and your kids. You know, or get on the video and, and stand there holding weapons in your hand like you you are component of somebody, but that's not solving anything. I got it. You know, nothing. I mean, not at all. So when we have the discussions, we have to uh, have a, a a a a civil, real discussion. What? I understand. I understand a lot of individuals have grown up and they didn't experience one side or the other, but that doesn't mean that the other person who has is wrong. So you just have different experiences than ever, which makes things better, which should help you understand and see a a different perspective of what is really going on. But if you just want to stick to that one side of the table, then, you know, continue on. Continue on. All right. Well, T, you want to say anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm, I'm done. That's all I have to say. 
<laughs> That's all you have to say? All right, hold well, on. You know, we, gotta look, we, have to, we have to look at both sides of the table. We have to look at the family as a whole, you know. As they used to say when we were growing up, two, right, two wrongs don't make a right. You know, we need to look at our own community, our men and our women and our children, and just do better. That's the bottom line. Just do forget about what happened in the past, what used to be. We can't change the past. We can only try to endeavor to make the future better. And we got to start with the now in order to do that. And we got to be honest. We got to be honest. All right. We got to be honest. Okay. All right. Then. Okay, Triple One, talk to me. Uh, I just want to say, uh, to bring in some clarification, that it is the women's fault. I just want to say that. shut up, Joe. (laughs) You and you finna get on here with that, talking about it is the women's fault. You finna finna hush. You finna hush right now. Oh, is that that my favorite co-host, P, saying that? (laughs) Yep, that's who it is. Oh, I God. just thought I'd put that in there in the last two minutes. <laughs> I tell you, you just... like, I don't understand this reaction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I okay. Just say, hey, everybody. Um, yeah, everybody should listen. Everybody should, um, um, and uh, be, be safe out there. This is the last two minutes of the show, and I've been listening. And um, it's been an interesting show. So that's why I kept my mouth shut until now. And um, so my parting words, if you're everybody who's listening, who's, who's contributed, who's not um, called in, just be safe. Peace out. <laughs> All right, Joe. <laughs> All right, Joe. See you. See you Friday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, P. Now, your last words before we roll up out of here. (laughs) Listen. That was it? Yeah, that was it earlier. Joe need to quit his his foolishness on the Monday, early in the week. (laughs) Lord, have mercy. All right. All right. Thank you, bam. <laughs> Glad you see you can make it when we got out of here. All right. <laughs> what I'll say this show. You know, I, I tell you, I didn't get to talk about most of nothing I was wanted to talk about today, but it's good. That's how it works here. You know, sometimes we get in a conversation and uh, it just carries on and hey, it is what it is. It happens that way. But um uh, if you want to, you know, express your thoughts or give me any ideas, you can always shoot me an email at ericletstalk at gmail.com. All right? Or you can hit P up at uh, Ross.Leona at uh, gmail.com. Let me Ross 24 at gmail.com. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I got that right, right? Okay. All right. All right. And I had to make sure I did. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, man, I, I'm not going to add any more. I think I've said enough today, I, especially at the start of you know, the show, and it just rolled on in. So, we're good. We're good. Uh, we'll be back here Monday. 
And uh, maybe, I mean, Friday. I'm sorry. Dang, I'm talking about Monday. Today is Monday. We'll be back here Friday. And uh, But I do want to explain what an impeachment is and what is the process. And I guess I'll just do that Friday um, and open another show so we get that out of the way. Because I think it's important that we know and understand what is being said, you know, in Congress and why the Democrats uh, are having such an issue with doing it. And I, I honestly, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would come to nothing. Just in, as in um, with Clinton, it wouldn't come to anything. The House would say yeah, then they had the Senate to have the trial. But the Senate be in charge of what questions and things, how that trial would be done, and then at the end there'd be an acquittal because the Republicans control the Senate, the, the Democrats control the House, and so you have an acquittal. They won't come together, and bang. and the bottom line is, if he was acquitted, the only thing they could do is remove him from office. That's it. He wouldn't do no jail time or anything like that because it's really not legally to do besides take him out of office. But I will explain the process Friday, okay? So. Or you can go and look it up yourself, either or. Um, but that's going to do it for me, man. It's been fun. I do appreciate it. Thank you for hanging out, T, uh, getting back with us before, you know, because I tell you, you brought it. You brought it. You know, and that's the good thing about having a, a woman co-host, man, because you definitely get a different side of things, you know. And I want to thank this lady, you know, for hanging out as well. Uh, P. Hankey was here earlier. And everybody else who's listening that I do not see and cannot see, Thank you for listening. If you missed any of the show, you can always go back to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talking Kitchen in the archives. Okay? Uh, I will make a sincere effort to update the, the website this week. Man, I'll tell you, I, 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 I got to find some time to do that because I really do need to update it. But until then, man, I want y'all to have fun. Enjoy your week. Uh, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, man, because you can laugh at yourself, everything else is gravy. Trust me on that. All right, so I'm going to take y'all out of here with this new country song. It's nice. It's got a nice little beat to it. You know, Billy Ray Cyrus and uh, Little Nas X. Man, I like this song. It's not that long, but it's a good song. So, until Friday, man, for me and P. Ross, y'all, I'll say y'all have a good weekend. I mean, a good week. And uh, we'll see y'all back here Friday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern. I'm Mr. Talks, and have a good one, man. We out of here. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached, head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match, riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche, I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch, now nah, can't nobody tell me Baby, you can go and ask My life is a movie 
my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras. Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car. Got no stress, I've been through all that. I'm like a Marlboro man, so I keep on back. Wish I could roll on back to that old town road. I wanna ride till I can't go. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.